Welcome to Word on the Street, a weekly podcast from Barclays UK, where our experts help ordinary investors make sense of the latest news and events impacting the world's financial markets. This week, we look at the value versus growth investment styles, examining what they mean, their differences, and if you should prefer one over the other. With Nikki Eggers, Head of Investments, Stephen Peters, Senior Fund Manager, and Alan Budenberg, Investment Consultant. To find out about starting your investing journey with Barclays, visit barclays.co.uk forward slash investments. Hello, welcome to another edition of Word on the Street. Um, today, I'm joined by Stephen and Alan. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, very well. you? Good, good, good. Thank you. And last week, we were anticipating the slightly more relaxed rules. And now that the sun may finally put in an appearance... I just thought I'd ask you guys if you'd managed to to restart any kind of socialising or any kind of activity. What have you been up to, Alan? Uh, yes, no, I've trained the dog Nikki to walk to the local bar. That's about the some of my uh, that's <laughs> some of my activities. Very good. And Stephen, have you managed to get out and about a little? A little bit. I've been enjoying running when in not in the rain. That's always enjoyable. And I had a pub meeting yesterday which was done without masks and not freezing cold outside, which was a nice wow. and pleasant change. Sounds like a winner. I, I got together in a garden with certainly under 30 people. But I have to say the next morning, I did think back and really rue the fact that Saturday nights were no longer in bed by 10.30, having, having had a cup of tea. It was, <laughs> I'm totally out of practice, as I imagine many of our <laughs> listeners are, but we tentatively take those steps towards normality. So I hope our listeners have, have also enjoyed a, a bit more of life in the last week. So to get the conversation going, Today's theme is around value versus, if you will, growth investing. And Stephen, I wonder if you can start just by explaining for us what what do we mean when we say value or growth investing? So it's the way of thinking, really, and, and the price an investor is willing to pay for a growth in earnings of a stock. But I thought I'd try and use a, a, an analogy, and hopefully this works. And the analogy is buying a sandwich. So let's pretend you're a growth investor. A growth investor is prepared to buy a sandwich and pay a bit more for better quality bread and maybe, you know, free range fillings, artisan fillings, because the the satisfaction they, they'll get, they think will be better from paying that uh, larger amount of money for what is ostensibly something between two slices of bread. Whereas a value investor thinks quite differently. They're still trying to achieve the same goal, which is they're trying to be satisfied. They're trying not to be no longer hungry, but they're, they're probably not prepared to pay as much for the sandwich. It still achieves the same goal. They walk away from the sandwich shop happy and not hungry anymore, but they've, they've bought their cheese and pickle sandwich. It's pretty straightforward, plain white bread, simple fillings. That's the difference. A growth investor is prepared to pay a bit more for for quality and and satisfaction. A value investor is prepared not to pay as much because ultimately they haven't paid as much so they won't be so disappointed if the you know the the sandwich they've bought isn't quite as good as they hoped. That's a brilliant analogy Stephen and and given given that it's just past lunchtime you're making me hungry so <laughs> so just Alan I know I know you spend a lot of your time talking with clients and prospects helping them think about when and how and where to get investors so what kinds of questions do you tend to get from clients around value versus growth Yes Nikki as in my discussions investors don't really dis- 
discuss value and growth per se and in these terms. But what I do get asked about is a number of things on this theme. So should I invest in the UK or the US? What do you think of technology stocks? Are we rotating into stocks that will benefit from the vaccine? And this is where I think this value and growth debate is useful. Now, I've been in the business a while, Nikki, and the interesting point when you talk about value investing is it's really is contrarian investing. But what this can mean is different things. So think about many, many years, dot-com era, actually technology stocks were, were value stocks, and those will be classified as the unloved stocks that we're talking about today. That's really interesting. I'm not sure anyone would think of tech today as being value investing. So, Stephen, just there, Alan talked about UK versus US market. Why does that have relevance with respect to value versus growth? Well, very simply, uh, the technology, uh, as Alan rightly said, pre perhaps the last financial crisis in 2007-8, technology was a value sector. But in the last, since then, in the last 10, 15 years, it's offered a lot of growth. And mainly that growth has come from technology companies listed in the US. But by, in contrast, the UK market doesn't have that, that tech sector and doesn't have the size of the technology companies such as, you know, the names we all know in the US. What it does have is a lot of large companies which offer a lot of value, but perhaps not a lot of earnings growth. And you might think about the oil companies, maybe the pharmaceutical or even the financial services names. And that's why the UK market doesn't necessarily have a reputation for delivering lots of earnings growth, like maybe the US, but it does have a reputation for for dividends because a lot of those low growth names and sectors that I mentioned just now generally pay quite or have paid quite a healthy dividend to investors. And, and that's that's what it's known for, dividends really, rather than growth. Okay, that's really interesting. So perhaps clients and customers that are looking for an income stream might might veer more towards both the UK and perhaps to that value style of investing. And, and Alan, just thinking about, obviously, we've been through very unusual times through the pandemic in so many ways. But I guess for the purposes of this conversation, perhaps focusing on markets, investment assets, how how have you seen value and growth styles impacted by the pandemic? Yes, Nikki. So we know that growth and technology names, well, they did really well during the pandemic. But here's the key. So before 2020, the valuation of growth stocks compared to value stocks, it was already elevated. And the pandemic, it just took this to new levels. So obviously, when the vaccine was announced, we saw this we saw this snapback in these unloved and, and value stocks. Because of that difference in valuations, this bounce back, it was really sharp. Now, depending on, on, on which value or growth index you look at, and there's plenty of those out there, it, it could have been a double digit difference in performance. So we've seen value recovering since last November. But... When you compare, let's say, the MSCI value index, MSCI are our big index provider, and you compare that with a global index, value stocks have actually underperformed since 2007. That's 14 years. And what we've just seen is this outperformance just over six months. Now, if you think about these trends, you know, this is why it's really important for investors. They should really consider the style of funds or the strategies. And if you do that, then, Nikki, that helps to explain the performance that we've seen. 
Okay, so so that's a really interesting point, right? Because Alan, you're talking there about that difference that you can see if if you look at two different styles of investing. And I just wonder, Stephen, could could you just share with the listeners a little bit about how best to consider individual funds and managers and how we do that? Sure. So it's important to say up front that we don't have a, a structural preference for either strategy. We don't believe that value is best or growth is best. History suggests that both styles have their their time in the sun and then they'll have periods when they're out of favour. And as Alan rightly said, value as an investment style has been pretty much out of favour for uh, for a, a decade or more. But that's this is not unusual. Uh, that this These magnitude of these cycles and duration of these cycles are not unusual. They have happened in the past. So what do we do? Well, we look for managers that are the best at their particular style. Performance is important. It's not the only thing we look at. But what is really crucial for us when we're looking across our team for new managers and assessing our current ones is that the managers continue to say they're doing what it says on the tin. They continue to, if they're a value investor, they're investing in that approach. If they're a growth investor, they're investing with that approach and they're not deviating from their stated approach to to chase a current trend or perhaps try and make up some short term underperformance, perhaps if they're getting pressure from colleagues or, or clients. So it's about the the robustness of and the of their process and how disciplined they are at applying it. OK. And as you say, those trends change and sometimes clearly it's it it never feels that comfortable to buy something that has underperformed for so long but how how can we look at this how how as investors can we be a bit more dispassionate and and commit yeah that's um that's a real question nikki and it's easy to get pulled into that hype of recent past performance and if, if you want a great example of that if you have a look at the case the recent case of, of advertising bitcoin on the size of the bus and that, and that tells you that. And if you look in the Sunday papers, you always see articles in the press about, in the, about funds that have done really well. And these are the ones that get column inches. And Steve and I were talking about this the other day. He said to me, he very rarely gets funds coming to talk to us and going, I've got this fund, it's done really badly, come and invest in this. And it's the same with the press as well. So when you're seeing it in the press, you don't really see a lot of the times, this fund's done really badly, it's been out of style, you should buy in this. And exactly as you say, Nikki, it's very comfortable. And if we had our behavioural, if Rob was on here talking about behavioural matters, he would tell you it's very comfortable. It feels very good to invest in a fund with a, a strong track record. But as we mentioned before, it's really important to understand why this performance happened. So if you look at the funds, there may be one stock, if you can think of one recently, that's done really well, that's in the top holdings of many of these funds that have done well. And it's important to have a look how these funds are invested. So look at the top holdings. And as Stephen said, look at the style. Now, Nikki, I'm going to give you one, one quick example of a really good example of, of when you're in value investing and why it's important to understand that. So when you think about value investing, you're thinking about unloved stocks or recovery stocks. So what you could do, you could pick, let's say, an index which tracks those stocks. And a good one out there, MSCI, again, the index provider we talked about before, and they've got something called the Enhanced Value Index. And what if you have a look at that index, you think, I'm going to buy value stocks, I'm going to buy COVID recovery stocks. But actually, three out of the top four holdings are in information technology. 
So it's important to think when we're thinking of value, we might think it as a COVID recovery play, but it can it really casts its net over a wide range of different strategies. Very good. And Alan, I'm sure you won't mind me reminding listeners that those aren't specific recommendations in any way. It's more to give you an example of what's out there for those that want to do their own research. And Stephen, just you know, thinking a little bit about recent company results season, we saw quite a few of the technology and growth stocks actually deliver strong results that beat expectations, but we didn't actually see much in the way of a share price reaction in the way that you might hope and expect. And in fact, some even fell. Why why is that? The issue here is that investors expected these companies to do well. And there was a lot of expectation baked in. So when they delivered the the results they did, it wasn't a surprise. And so because there wasn't the surprise, there wasn't the clamour for people to get on board the the ship and buy more shares and move the prices of, of these stocks higher. But in contrast... UK retail companies, UK high street names that many listeners will know and use and love. After the announcement of the successful vaccine development in early November, the prices of these companies rose really, really sharply. Why was that? It was because there there was no expectation baked into share prices. People didn't necessarily expect vaccines to work and work as quickly as and come on board as quickly as they did. So when it was announced, people wanted to get on board. They wanted to take advantage of these very, very cheaply priced stocks now, which had they could see they had visibility over what might happen in the future. It was new news. And uh, with that in mind, these share prices of many of these companies that had previously had a very difficult 2020 rose very, very sharply because investors, to be frank, thought they were a bargain. That's really helpful insight. And Alan, just coming back to the point you were making earlier about income and and yield, for clients that you speak to that might be looking to get an income stream from their investment portfolio, what investment style should those types of clients and customers consider? I think that's a great question at the moment, Vicky, and I'm having that conversation many times with many clients at the moment. Because if you're looking for high-yielding stocks, by very definition, you can have a value a bias towards those value type investing. And that's because growth companies, growth companies will reinvest their earned profits in the business rather than paying that away to, to shareholders. But then think about last year, what happened to dividends? So if you are looking for dividend stocks or those high yielding stocks, are you chasing companies which may not be paying out all of their profits? Typically, as well, if you've got any value or current value style, then you're heading towards some of the stocks that didn't perhaps do quite so well in the pandemic as well. So the, the point for me at the moment on dividends is, do you want to bias your whole portfolio towards certain sectors of the market? Because only certain sectors of the market will pay dividends. And the, the conversation we're having with clients is do you want to do that or do you want to take an approach that invests across the wider market? So not put your foot down flat on the dividend pedal all the time. Now, what this is doing is is what Stephen's talked about, which is saying have a bit more balance in your strategy. So rather than being a total dividend investor, which is, again, the value type stocks, think about some of the value type stocks and also 
some of the growth type stocks within there so that you're seeing a wider exposure to the market. And that's what we are thinking about at the moment, Nikki. And it's very tempting at the moment if you're looking at dividends and companies at the moment, because some of the dividend yields on offer look very tempting. But the question is, is if are you missing out on certain growth areas of the market just by investing in the dividend stocks, which are the more value areas of the market? Yeah, I mean, those are great points. And we wouldn't be human if we didn't all want to try and back the winner. So I guess, Stephen, uh, sorry to put you on the spot, but if you were pressed, what what would you say to an investor who is saying, look, I hear you, but what should I go for now? Should I be focusing more on value or should I be focusing more on growth? I'm going to sit firmly on the fence and say we we don't have a view as a house or I don't personally have a view of which is going to do better. Over the long term, and I mean decades, there's no evidence that value outperforms growth or growth outperforms value. As I said earlier, they both have periods when they're very good and they both have periods when they're less good. In the funds that we as a team run and the funds that we select, we, we, we try and combine styles, which means that we try and find the very best value managers and the very best growth managers. And we back them, we own them, and we try and own them for a long time. And we think that's a, a sensible way of running money. And we'd encourage listeners, investors to do it too. Over time, styles come and go and, and over time, they should even themselves out. Diversification, not putting all your eggs in one basket is a is a time time tested approach to investing and we think it makes a lot of sense if for no other reason that there is no evidence that any one particular approach to running money is over the long term better than other they should all do well you just need to allow them time to do well i think that's very fair comment so you said firmly sitting on the fence i think i think what you're doing both you stephen and alan is just giving a little bit of a a steer as to why actually trying to back one particular horse or another is not necessarily the best overall risk-based approach. So listen, thank you both for joining me and providing that insight to our, our listeners. We hope you found that interesting and helpful. Do please contact us on LinkedIn if you have any suggestions around topics you'd like to hear more about. And in the meantime, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Alan. Have a great long weekend when it comes. And we wish the same to our listeners and fingers crossed for more sunshine. All investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.